0: She has a past, and a story. She has been through a lot, and does have a lot to say. She is tired of being in a cage, but she notices the doors open, and she's finally ready to break free. Join me, Karina Garcia, as I share the different things that may hold you captive to an enslaved mindset, where you were really never meant to stay, and you really, honestly, were never meant to be in. Life is hard. Our choices do have consequences, both good and bad, but love is real and it's true. Jesus Christ always provides a way out. Hola, and welcome to the She Breaks Free and She Believes Podcast. I'm your host, Karina Garcia. Have you ever seen or heard the term fact check? Maybe when you're scrolling through social media and someone posts something that may be seen as controversial, there's a fact check posted below it. They want you to look into it and not just take their word for it. They're encouraging you to do your own research. In today's episode, we will discuss how sometimes within our lives, we may not fact check as often as we should, which may lead to misconceptions. When someone tells you whether a restaurant is great or maybe not so great, do you take their word for it? Do you go and try out the food? Do you Does it look or sound appetizing to you? Are you excited? Do you get just so thrilled for the experience? Or, you know, just the thrill of wanting to try something different. You may, if that person could be considered a connoisseur of foods and they've tried many different places out, that may make you feel more comfortable or like you can trust what they have to say. So they may say, this restaurant, I give it a four out of five stars. And you might be excited to go try it. Or they may say, oh, this restaurant, I give it a two out of five stars. And you may say, oh, I'm glad I didn't try that. Or what about somebody recommending you watch a movie or a TV show? Again, if they're an avid moviegoer, you more than likely will or will not take what they recommend, right? But how often have you tried something someone recommended and realized it just wasn't for you? Or you didn't agree with their opinion, in all honesty. You see, I have found that I can easily develop a misconception of places, situations, or worse, people, if I don't take the time to do some fact-checking myself. Many, many moons ago, I worked at a bank, and I remember I was new to my position. I was new to the bank, and they really didn't know who I was, nor did I know who they were. And I remember meeting the people around there for the first week, And there were some people that were leading the department in different areas and somebody mentioned, oh, be careful with so-and-so because, you know, you just got to watch your back. They're kind of mean, they're kind of harsh, and you just want to make sure that you're careful. And I I was like, okay. I mean, I appreciated what they said. I appreciate them quote-unquote looking out for me. But I remember I told them, "Um, thank you, I appreciate it. But in all honesty, I'd rather get to know them myself. Now, why would they do that? Why do you think somebody would take the time as they're introducing me to the place or introducing me to who they are to warn me, I guess you could say, about another individual? Honestly, I think they're, in their opinion, they're trying to help me. They may think they're trying to help me avoid the pitfalls that they encountered with this individual or what they've seen others encounter with that individual, Maybe they're just trying to see how they can help me avoid a headache, drama, or whatever they think, or they assume, or they believe is going to happen if I pursue getting to know this person that to them has already been defined as somebody to leave on the opposite end of your gate, of your boundary, of your fence. But what happens if I automatically create that misconception? I decide to label that individual and... Create the boundary to keep myself, quote unquote, safe from their influence? Hmm. In this example, honestly, she wasn't a bad person. She was very strict. She was super laser focused when it came to her job. Why? Because we dealt with customer service. So we really had a limited amount of time on the phones and we had to make sure that we didn't get calls dropped and that we didn't get calls to roll over And that we were providing the best customer service to the customers. So she took her job very seriously. She had been there for several years. And to her, every aspect of what we did mattered. But to some other people, that was perceived as rude, as cold. She's mean. She's just not kind. She just doesn't care. They already had decided what to label her. They had already created a misconception of her Based on a few circumstances they might have encountered. Or things that they had heard or seen. Now I'm not saying that she was perfect. I mean I'm sure there were times when she did get upset. Or she did call things to their attention. Or she did hold them accountable to things that maybe they didn't want to be held accountable to. But does that give somebody a right to create a misconception. And not just that but share that with others. I don't think so. She was actually super sweet and she was very, very funny. Once I got to know her, I realized, okay, when it comes to the job, you want us focused and you don't leave room for games. But when it's not time for work and it's break time or lunchtime, or before we start taking calls in or after we're done, she would laugh. She would joke. Even when she was taking calls, she'd turn and smile at me and ask me how things were going. And not just to me, not just because I was new. That's what you would do with people. But what happens when maybe you're giving others a misconception of who you are? I remember when I was in high school. Um, I was very quiet to myself and reserved because I was very shy. Surprise, surprise. I'm just kidding. I Sometimes I'm I'm still shy. Um, I consider myself an extrovert and introvert because I'm great at being alone, but I can also adapt to an environment of multiple people, but I'll still probably keep to myself. But anyway, going back to the story, I was in high school and I remember being in the cafeteria, eating my lunch. And that seems to be some of the most awkward times of high school, if I can be honest. Maybe it was just me and maybe it was more my freshman and sophomore year that I remember um, sitting alone until I made friends and then it just became fun. right? So I remember sitting there and um, a girl asked if she could sit with me. And I said, sure. She was really sweet. She was really kind. We started laughing. We started joking. Then we realized that we had seen each other before. It turns out I had been um, with my family over to her family's neighborhood and hung out with, you know, people that were friends of ours that turned out to be relatives of hers. And we just talked. And before we knew it, lunch was over and it was time to go back to class. And then I saw her again leaving the school. And I'll never forget what she told me. She said, you know what? I'm so glad that you let me sit with you and that we talked. She said, honestly, every time I would see you, I assumed you were conceited because you wouldn't talk to anybody. And I knew at that moment that she had decided because I was to myself and quiet, but maybe I didn't appear to her that way because I wouldn't talk to anybody that I was conceited. That maybe I had decided who I would talk to and who I wouldn't. But it honestly wasn't that. And she got to know that because she gave me a chance. Because she got to know me. And then she realized, okay, those you're close with know who you are and you open up to. But those that you don't know, you don't open up to as easily. And that's not wrong because that's who I was and sometimes still am. I will create trust and a bond with you but it does take me some time and there are times when it takes me a couple more encounters with you and there are times when honestly I can talk to you from the very beginning and just connect because I've learned to not make assumptions or to not create misconceptions of people based on what my eyes see, what my ears hear, or what others might think. I usually tend to use or try to use my discernment and the wisdom that the Lord's given me, but sometimes I know myself, I failed and and have judged somebody incorrectly because of a misconception. I remember when I worked at the bank, um, I had a coworker and she was another one that was perceived as mean, not sharing her information, her knowledge. Just somebody who people weren't too excited to be around frequently. I wonder if something in banking has to do with it. I'm just kidding. But um, I remember at that time I had a conversation with her and I asked her if she could share with me why was it, you know, she seemed to be so reserved. Because that's how I saw her, more reserved, not necessarily not wanting to share her knowledge or information. And she was honest and she opened up and she said, you know, that's just how she was, and that's how just, how her family was. Her mom, her grandma, her aunts. that's just how they were. And to them, that was normal. And it took a while for her to realize that her behavior, although unintentional, was having an intentional ripple effect on the people that were encountering her. because they'd approach her for the knowledge that she had, for the wisdom that she carried. She had been there for so many years, and people knew that if you needed something, she was your go-to. She was one of the many go-to's that we had, but I don't think she felt that way. So when we talked that day, she said that. She said, I honestly, one, this is how I've always been. This is how I've always known to behave and act based on what I've seen and what I've known. But two, I don't think people come to me because they want my help. I think people come to me because they want me to do their job. So she herself had created a misconception of the people around her. And maybe some people did want the easy way out and wanted her to give them the answer or do it for them or whatever it may be. But I can tell you in all reality, 90% of the people truly just wanted to understand how to do it so that they could do a better job, so that they wouldn't have to ask every single time they got stuck and so they could help the team out. So I remember her and I talked and I I let her know that and I let her know the great asset she was and the beauty of her wisdom and her time there and her heart. And she cried and she said, nobody in my lifetime has ever told me anything like that. I've never known that my way of treating people was negative. Not that it was wrong, but that it was negative. She says, and I can see it now. Like She stopped and reflected on what she thought was normal because like she said she was that way her mom was that way her grandma her aunts were that way but that moment helped her realize that the misconception she had created of this is how I am shifted and how it no longer became who she was because she could decide who she would be she would decide who she became every single day so her and I created a keyword she sat right in front of me and um well when this happened and I remember we agreed, okay, we're going to make a keyword. And anytime somebody approaches you and you come across a little harsh or cold or like you don't want to help them, maybe because you think they want you to do it for them, I'll say the keyword to you. And only you and I will know what it means. And at that moment, you'll know, oh, pay attention to what I'm saying or how I'm responding. And she was like, okay, let's do that. I'll try that. Sounds good. So I made sure to leave my door open. And, you know, as people would approach her, it happened. Somebody approached her, asked her for help and she kind of got upset and she kind of looked at them like, that's not my job. And I remember I, I don't remember what the keyword is anymore, but I remember I said the word and she kind of stopped. Has it, you know, she, she paused and she turned her head as to look toward me and then turned back. And she said, okay, okay. What is it that you needed? And she started to show the person, you know, what they needed. And then before you know it, a few days later, a few weeks later, her demeanor changed. She was smiling. She was joyful. She was happy. She was happy to help people with their situations, with their problems, because she finally believed in who she truly was. And she was finally able to leave the misconception aside of this is how I am because this is how my family's always been. Therefore, this is who you'll always get. She was able to leave that behind and realize, oh, I can choose who I am every day of my life. And I'll never forget, you know, the day I was able to celebrate with her, the win of her growth, her development, and her willingness to be receptive to the fact that the way she treated people was not necessary, that she had a choice and she chose to work hard and change that. And she did. And like I said, you know, who she started there and who she ended there before I left were completely different behaviors. Not that she was a different person because she was still the same person, but her behavior became different. Her perspective became different. Her willingness became different and her heart was more open and available for people. No longer worried or fearful that she'd be hurt by people like maybe she had been before. And it was just something beautiful to see. See, I think we tend to guard ourselves from others because we're afraid of getting hurt again. Or maybe because the boundaries we created were created with intention. And we decided at some point that we would be selective when it came to who we gave copies of the keys to open our gates. If we look at 1 Samuel, when Samuel is sent by God to find a a new king to replace Saul, Samuel finds himself at Jesse's house. God had already told him that's where he would find Saul's replacement. So Jesse presents to him his sons, but as Samuel looks at each one, he's observing, he's paying attention to what they look like. He thinks, oh, okay, this one looks apart. part. Okay, he's got the physique, he's tall, he's strong. Yeah, this one will be a great king. Well, with every assumption that he makes in his mind, God responds and he gives him what his proper representation of the next king is going to look like and so samuel continues and he continues to look at the appearances then he creates a misconception of the next king and god continues to kindly respond to him to help him see and something i love that he says in first samuel for god sees not as man sees for man looks at the outward appearance but the lord looks at the heart And that is so true. He knows our hearts. He knows the intentions of our hearts. And in that moment, he knew that Samuel was looking externally, that Samuel didn't have his eyes to see their hearts. He knew that he needed to help him. So Samuel sees all of Jesse's sons, and he knows that none of those are God's chosen. So he asks if there are any others. It kind of reminds me of the fairy tale of Cinderella where the evil stepmother has her in hiding from the prince and claims she has no other daughters worthy of the prince. So Jesse's perplexed and he mentions one son, David. But in his opinion, he only tends to the sheep and he's outside and, you know, he's scrawny. I mean, are you sure? Kind of deal. I'm paraphrasing. So if you keep reading, you'll see that David did not look the part, but... Samuel had to leave Jesse and his own misconceptions aside and believe and trust what God had already said. And the rest, as they say, is history. So I encourage you today. Look at the places, things, situations, and especially the people that you may have a misconception about and ask the Lord to show you with his eyes their heart and not your own. Ask him to give you his filter. Ask you to soften your heart and open your eyes to see as he sees and as he knows. And do the same with yourself. Ask him to clear misconceptions that others may have about you. Now, the beauty there is that if somebody chooses to have a misconception about you, it's okay. Everybody has their own opinion and they're entitled to it. But there are people who God has already called to listen to you and be a part of your life that won't care about any misconceptions or what others have to say about you because they've been created to see you as God does. They know and they see your heart. Now you get to do the same with and for others. Are you ready? Thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of She Breaks Free and She Believes podcast. I truly hope that you're able to begin to break free from lies, misconceptions, doubt, unbelief, and anything else that keeps you from living this one life to the fullest according to what God has placed in your heart and woven you in your mother's womb to do. I pray that His love abides in you and that you never forget that His joy is your strength and that you have purpose and are here with intention. Make sure you subscribe so you can stay updated with the latest episodes. And if you choose to connect further with me, head to connect.to forward slash Garcia. That's K-O-N-E-C-T dot T-O forward slash K-A-R-I-N-A-G-A-R-C-I-A. God bless you.